Thanks and welcome. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Western Ontario. And Ask BBB is a program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust. Well, here we are in August. And as soon as August arrives, we start to hear back-to-school promotions for college and university students. There are scammers out there who will take them through a learning experience that they would rather not have. BBB's communications manager, Ashley Kasselman, will join us later to help educate us so we can avoid such a testy situation. Summer storms, fires, and traffic accidents are in the news as the season hits its peak. One of the lines we hear in some of these stories is, the loss was partially covered by insurance. Well, if you're unfortunate enough to have one of these calamities happen in your life, do you know what would be covered by the insurance you carry? This morning, we're joined by David J. Elliott of Southern Elliott Insurance and Thames Financial to give us some idea of what happens in the lives of people who are part of those news stories. David, welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you, uh, Jim and Linda. Glad to be here. So, David, after a storm that damages your house or fire, how long is it before people are in touch with their insurance broker or agent? Well, it depends, Linda. If if uh, there is a claim, let's say, this afternoon, they're pretty much right on it pretty quick. But uh, normally we're... In our particular case, we're available all 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so if they call our office, they have got a claim, we respond to it as fast as we can. And we've got restoration people on on, on call who will be there to help with the cleanup and, and get it cleaned up for, for everybody. So is that the first call that people make, David, uh, after the 911 call and after the emergency people have come and gone? Uh, is it you, the insurance broker or agent that they call? Yeah, you should because then we can mitigate the loss. And what I mean by that, especially if it's a break-in, we can get somebody over there to board up the house or to fix the lock or do what's necessary so that we're able to to not make a, a, another claim come in. And the same thing is, you know, if your shingles are blown off your roof, we can get out there and protect it so that we don't have a whole lot of water damage within the house. So the whole incident is a shock. But then do people sometimes get a... A shock in terms of their lack of coverage uh, and how do they prevent such surprises, David? Well, the one thing about insurance in the past, it's been pretty pretty plain. There really hasn't been too much exciting going on. You have a fire, you get coverage. You have a theft claim, you get coverage. But for years, we've been saying there's no coverage for flood. And now your water coverage that's in your house is broke down into four different compartments. So you've got eight pipe breaks in your house. That's one kind of water coverage. You've got a uh, what we call overland water coverage. And overland water coverage is as simple as it sounds. So it's water that is coming in overland. It could come in through a window well. It could come in through a door seal. It could come in wherever. But the cause of the water was overland. So then they have to determine, did it come from a river? Or did it come from just one of these storms that we're hopefully not going to see too many this summer, but there's been a few mm-hmm. that uh, have caused window wells to fill up. And next thing you know, we've got wet basements. And that would be overland water. That's yeah. overland water. Okay. And then you've got the typical sewer backup. And funny thing is people think of sewer backup when it comes to, again, a storm. But we have sewer backups on sunny days because roots get into the system and backup happens. Oh, boy. So uh, it's divided into those compartments. Do you need separate coverage for each of those? That's what's happened. In the last three years, companies are now segregating areas as to where they they would need to make sure that they've got the right protection. So, for example, if your house is located 60 feet away from a river, 
your coverage is going to cost more than somebody who's at the top of the hill mm-hmm. when it comes to overland water coverage. But as far as coverage for inside water coverage from a, a pipe that breaks or a water tank that explodes or anything like that, then that coverage is pretty standard. But I would recommend that you call your broker and have a visit because things have changed and you need to make sure you have the coverage you want. Uh, they will shop the market to make sure that you're getting the right price. But don't worry about price when it comes to a claim because when you call and we say, sorry, you didn't buy that coverage, that's not a good conversation to have. So do we need to have someone come into our home to inspect it if we're away? And what would we need to do to make sure our insurance isn't voided? Good question, Linda. When you're away in the wintertime, what we're really concerned about is the pipes don't freeze. Pipes freeze when the furnace goes off. And so we would recommend that you have somebody coming in to inspect the property on a daily basis just to make sure the furnace is running. There is also a second part that most people get into, and that is, making it look like you're there. So if you go and let the newspapers pile up or the junk mail is coming out of the mailbox <laughs> or the streets, the sidewalk's not swept, people with, with not the right ideas get come in there and break in and before you know it, your stuff. And once you've had a theft claim, that feeling of being violated never goes away. So even though, yes, there's an insurance part that says you should inspect it during the heating season, I recommend you do it all year round, have somebody coming there to make the place look like you're, you're lived in if you're not there. Are there other things that, that people uh, do or don't do and don't realize would void their policy? Um, the main one is when they move out or uh, like if you move out and your house is vacant. So I'm not talking about somebody who goes down to Florida for six months. I'm talking about you've moved all your furniture out, the house doesn't close maybe for two months, and you're just thinking you've got coverage. You don't have coverage. There's very limited coverage once the contents have moved out. If you inform your insurance company that you're moving out or your broker that you're moving out, they'll make sure that that gap between the time that you're moving out and moving into a new place is protected. And most people do look after that. But I would say the number one thing that people don't realize, and especially today, a lot of people are doing additions onto their houses. So they're doing a reno onto their house and maybe expanding it by 1,000 square feet or 500 square feet. It doesn't matter how much you're expanding it by. You need to tell your broker because that renovation that you're expanding to is not covered under your regular home policy. So you want to mm. make sure that you're notifying them of that, the, that you've got this extension that you're going to be doing. And they'll give you coverage. But that's all. But it's a good question, Jim, because we've had lots of renovations in the news where the house burns down. And there's no coverage. Oh. So because you're doing a renovation, you haven't informed us. Talk about a shock. Now, would that include a, a, a deck, an addition like that? or Yeah. Uh, I, would, so I, I don't want to draw the line on what kinds of things to not do. Anytime you make a change. Let's give them a call. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have become entrepreneurs after being downsized and are operating a business from their home. Does this impact their insurance needs? It sure does. Uh the coverage that you have on your policy is for a homeowner. And a homeowner is defined as a common things that homeowners do. You know, they raise children and they feed company and all that kind of stuff. Once you're running a business out of your home, depending on the kind of business, you now could have foot traffic that's coming in there, whether it be the courier guy, whether it be uh, somebody who's dropping off, somebody who's picking up stuff, whatever it may be. So we need to know what it is you're doing. A lot of times we can add that to your home policy so it's not that expensive. And sometimes you need to have better protection where you might need to have professional liability coverage. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest is David Elliott of Sutherland Elliott Insurance and Thames Financial. And we'll be back after these messages. 
Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Western Ontario, and we're talking insurance. Our guest is David Elliott of Sutherland Elliott Insurance and Thames Financial. So, David, is home insurance regulated? Yes. Uh, your home insurance policy is regulated by the province of Ontario. And when I say that, the statutory conditions that are found in the back of everybody's policy is, is exactly the same. It lays out the conditions of how you have to present a claim, the length of time you have to present a claim, what will happen, how the insurance company has to respond, and uh, what you're to do to prevent a loss or and all the conditions around salvage and all that stuff. It's all included. Um, but what's not regulated by the insurance companies is the perils that are insured. So, for example, a standard insurance policy covers fire, lightning, explosion of natural gas, uh, wind, uh, collision or collision by impact by vehicles or aircraft, which some people laugh at, but things do fall from the sky and do do damage. Mm-hmm. So it it could happen. Or, um, but there is also what they call all risk policies. And the problem with an all risk policy is when you hear the word all risk, you assume all risk everything, mm-hmm. and it's not all risk. It's everything except what's excluded. <laughs> That sounds like you – know, <laughs> And that's what makes our lives difficult and mm. every consumer dif- a life in difficult because they say, I want the best coverage you have. Can I have an all-risk policy? Yes, we can. So we give them an all-risk policy. The days where we used to say it was fire, lightning, explosion, impact by aircraft, land vehicle, that was easy because people could read it and they knew they were covered for theft. They were they knew what they, what they were covered for. In an all-risk area, we're talking about things such as mysterious disappearance. Hmm. So I had my watch. I went on a holiday. I came back to the hotel room. It was gone. There's no sign of break-in. There's no sign of of anybody putting a gun to me. But my watch and my diamond ring are gone. Mysterious disappearance. That's covered under all risk. It's not covered under name perils. Okay. Right? So this is where you want to have – your broker exchange or, or, or explain what's exactly what's or and this is quite a common one. Uh, a dog goes and eats a piece of bark from the garden, and it gets stuck in his throat. And the consumer doesn't know that, and eventually the dog has to let go of some pretty nasty stuff on carpet, and he mm. hits two or three rooms in the house. That's covered under no risk policy. That's not covered okay. under a name peril policy because you have to name. What the dog did, if you were going to cover an unnamed peril policy, hmm. really worth knowing. Yeah, interesting. Um, so we hear a lot about saving money on our insurance premium. If we are offered a lower premium, how do we compare the policies to make sure we are not at greater risk of damages and losses not being covered? Well, I think the last couple of years, uh, the consumers in Ontario have been really educated on the whole concept of saving money. Uh, the provincial government who regulates the Ontario auto insurance policy, they also re- regulate pricing, meaning that insurance companies are the ones who carry the policy. They are the ones who the, – the government creates the wordings as to what they expect coverages to be. And then the companies have to show what the claims are on th- on those policies. So they decided – the government said, we can give you give you the consumer back 15 percent over the next two or three years in, in auto rate decreases. But they did it through lowering coverages. And so the whole concept, I think, really that, – that actually has been very helpful for us as an industry because people realize that, well, my premium is going down, but you're taking away something that I need. And so that whole opportunity for us as brokers to sit down and review p- coverages to ask you, what is it that you need? 
Like, do you need to have loss of income? Are you concerned that your policy is only going to cover $400 of weekly income when you need something closer to $800 or $1,000 of weekly income? And Or are you concerned that if you are involved in a car accident, and we've had enough serious car accidents that people know they can be very tragic. And so one of the things that changed is the catastrophic loss got lowered down to a million dollars from $2 million. Now, that is a savings because we don't have to pay out that extra million. But I've seen enough people that would run out of a million dollars within five years after a catastrophic loss. And that $2 million is going to be helpful, but it's not going to be it's, – it's not a windfall. And so it's really important to not focus on what – how can I save money? It's more how can I make sure that my family is looked after the way it needs to be. So you really want to understand the coverage that you have. Um, you can do this insurance uh, online and yes. and do everything with clicks and, and the rest. But that, that's part of the danger, isn't it, is that you don't understand what you don't get. I suspect that you could probably Google how to cut my hair online too. <laughs> <laughs> but it might not be as good a job as talking to somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, and that's and that, and I, you can't like there is a lot of people and who and the one funny thing about buying stuff online that I don't think everybody's realizing, online pricing is not lower than the what we're getting in our brokerages. I've shopped some of the online stuff and the price that's being charged online. It's simple. It's quick. You can do it in five questions or less. You can get great pricing. You can put your credit card information and have coverage, but usually it's more money than you're going to get from somebody who is going to give you advice. So. Advice, the whole concept doing online, it's fast and easy and I don't have to interact. If you don't like interaction, that's okay. But a lot of brokers have portals that allow them to come in and interact without interacting with uh, with the individuals. So uh, in a moment or two, Ashley's going to be talking about scams that student renters need to be aware of. Uh, should student renters have insurance to cover their computers and so on? They sure should. And again, they should talk to their broker. A number of uh, parents believe that the landlord's coverage on their contents will cover their their child while they're at, in that place. There is some of our home policies actually extend coverage for students while they're at school and while they're away from home. So there is coverage for that in most homeowners policies. Again, check with your local broker to make sure that you have that coverage. If not, you can actually add uh, a tenant's policy and usually not at a whole lot of money. But yeah, you, you want to make sure that all those things are properly protected and you want to make sure that you've got the right coverage. David, it's been an informative time. Thank you very much for joining us here on Ask BBB this morning. You're welcome, Jim, and uh, thank you. Our guest has been David Elliott of Sutherland Elliott Insurance and Thames Financial. And you can learn more and find out how to reach David at sutherlandelliot.ca or thamesfinancial.com. When we return with Ask BBB, Student Scam Alert or Renting 101. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario. Well, back to school. To many, those words mean squeeze as much summer fun as you can. To college and university students, it also means find a place to live. Ashley Castleman, who is the communications manager at BBB, joins us now with information that will help students avoid rental scams. Welcome to the program, Ashley. Good morning. Post-secondary uh, school students are highly susceptible to scams, especially at this time of year. Um, so today I'll be giving some tips on rental scams and how uh, those students can avoid it. 
a lot of students already have their housing uh, rental uh, locked into place uh, for months by now, but some students might be dealing with last-minute searching or if a roommate backs out last minute. So, Ashley, how does a roommate scam work? Uh, fake roommates are usually from out of the country, uh, but can provide the rent up front in form of, of a money order. Uh, so sometimes you might put an ad online and you get a response saying, I'm looking for a roommate, I'm moving to the area recently. Uh, they'll usually send a check or a fake uh, money order for a higher amount than what uh, you asked for, and then ask for cash or for, for you to wire that extra money back to them. This is similar to how a counterfeit uh, check scam or a lottery scam works. So what can a student do to protect themselves from this scam? Uh, well, always meet the person who is applying to be a roommate in person if possible. A lot of the times, especially for first-year year students, um, they might be moving into London and you might not be able to do that. But you can always Skype with them uh, or FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, when you can see them face-to-face, you can ask them those questions. Um, this will also determine if they will be compatible for a roommate with you because um, not everybody is compatible to live together. <laughs> um, when possible, look for r- referrals first. The best place to start when searching for a good landlord is friends and family. Uh, Same with uh, roommates. Always ask for referrals. Uh, Check with anyone you know who is renting or has done so recently. They might not know of a unit in their building that's available. uh, And that's a great place to start. What if we are looking for a a rental for ourselves last minute? Always be wary of too good to be true offers. Uh, We always say if it's too too good to be true, it probably is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many times scammers use classified sites such as Kijiji or Craigslist to lure in their victims. If you see an ad for a two-bedroom apartment for $800 inclusive, but it's a luxury penthouse downtown um, <laughs> and they have professional slick-looking photos, that's something you're going to want to look out for. Um, look for professional pictures of something that will be out of your price range, but they're g- giving you a really good deal. Most likely it's going to be a scam. So where else then can students look for housing? Uh, Well, many colleges and universities have off-campus listing uh, sites where you can look and search for possible uh, housing options. Uh, I know both Fanshawe and Western in London has has that. When you go to view the property, take your time during the inspection and be picky. Uh, Note any damage to walls and floors. Uh, Be sure the windows open smoothly. Test all the appliances. Uh, The landlord will ask you to sign the inspection form normally. Uh, So be sure you agree with all the notes on it before you do so. So what about when we are ready to apply for the rental property? Before you sign anything, uh, read the lease very carefully. The lease should include any promises or agreements you've discussed with the landlord. Uh, And with all contracts, you should read the entire document very, very carefully. Uh, This is a good time to discuss with your landlord um, their policy on painting. Uh, A lot of students like to paint their rooms. Um, You might want to ask them if you're allowed to or if you just have to return the room back to the original color. Ask about the policy about hanging items on walls um, Should or if you have to hire repair people or if the landlord will hire them. Don't provide any money until your the keys are in your hand and you know they work. Okay. Now you provide a lot of personal information when you apply for a lease. How can you protect that personal information when you're making that application? Uh, well, applying for a rental usually involves f- filling out a lot of forms. Um, some of this is necessary. Some of it is not. Um, a lot of potential landlords uh, do so because they want to do a credit check to make sure uh, you will pay your rent on time. 
Uh, some tidbits of information, uh, such as past addresses, references, those are things to ask. One thing that you shouldn't have to put is your social insurance number. It's not necessary for a credit check, so you shouldn't uh, have to provide that. Another thing to ask is, what will they do with that information if they decline your application? Find out if they're going to destroy that information or if they just keep it on file. Are there any other red flags? Well, as I previously said, um, make sure you can view the property in person. Um, This will uh, avoid a lot of scams that way. Uh, Don't put down a deposit before you can view it in person. Uh, Watch out for deals and prices that are too good to be true. Uh, Does the price seem realistic for the location and amount of bedrooms? Um, be wary of professional photos and things like that. There's some really great tips uh, here, Ashley. And if uh, uh, students want more, is some of this information on our website? Yes. If you just go to uh, bbb.org, you'll find tips on rental scams. So that's all our time for this time around. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at uh, bbbwesternaunt. Thanks to our producer, Ashley Castleman, communications manager at BBB Serving Western Ontario. Who produces our show. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Melinda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.